we go for the first ever episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. For anything J1 discussed the Royal Rumble. Who is going to main event WrestleMania? What surprises will we see? Plus, the duo debates AEW and NXT versus Raw and SmackDown. Start on your seatbelts. BLP starts now. And that's the bottom line because Brandon and Jalen said so. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Brandon Lewis, alongside my esteemed co-host, Jalen Sandvik, and you are listening to the first ever Bottom Line Podcast. Here we are today, a new weekly podcast. We're going to be talking about the greatest sport in the world, in my opinion, the NFL, as well as wrestling on a weekly basis, but this week... We are going to be talking about mostly wrestling because Jalen, my man, it's been a long time since we've talked about wrestling face-to-face. And this Sunday, streaming live on the WWE Network, we have the 33rd annual Royal Rumble event, my man. Yes, sir. My favorite pay-per-view of all time. And it's going to so, be, be crazy. Just crazy shows. Crazy matches, good card. I like this. So wait, you actually think the Royal Rumble is better than WrestleMania? Yes. Explain why. Okay, well, yes, WrestleMania is uh, one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. But the Royal Rumble is something special. It gives, it makes you guess, like... Who's going to be here? And that whole week, you go to your friends at school, and you're guessing who's going to return, and who's going to win, and who's going to make event the show of Immortals. Uh, it's, it's a great feeling, dude. It's, it's the best week of wrestling, uh, in my opinion. I am not going to lie with you there. I just think WrestleMania is special because it's WrestleMania, but I agree that you can make Rumble is more special than WrestleMania, just like how I have always made the argument that the Royal Rumble to me is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year besides WrestleMania. I think the Royal Rumble is bigger than SummerSlam. I, uh, that's tough. I There is some great SummerSlam moments, though. Like, Yeah, I, but SummerSlam is like, it can be like, Sometimes it doesn't feel special. The Royal Rumble always feels special. See, as a wrestling fan, like, if you're not a wrestling fan, you don't understand. Like, this is, like, this is the Super Bowl. Like, this is the this is the playoffs pay-per-view right now. And we're on the road to the Super Bowl, pretty much, for wrestling. This is, if you're a wrestling fan, you know this great feeling of this this week. And how crazy it can be. That, that's indeed a good analogy. All right, Jane, without further ado, let's start off with uh, predicting the card here. So what do you think is going to be the first match tonight? We have eight matches on this card. I have a hunch, in my opinion, the Andrade Umberto Carrillo United States Championship match is going to be moved to the pre-show or Sheamus versus Shorty G. 
Uh, I believe, in my personal opinion, that to kick off the night, we're going to see the Falls Count Anywhere match between Roman Reigns and my boy, the king of Friday Night SmackDown. I don't want to hear this. Wait, wait, wait. Before you finish, you, I remember I texted you when Barry Corbin won the Money in the Bank, and the night he cashed it in and lost, you said, oh, I don't like Baron Corbin anymore. He doesn't know he doesn't know how to how to earn a title. You told me this. Oh takes exposed. Well now King Corbin is back. He is a former Golden Gloves boxing champion. He is a former United States champion. He is the man that retired Kurt Angle in his farewell match at WrestleMania 35. He is the 2019 King of the Ring winner. And he is the best heel going right now, in my opinion, in WWE. And he has poured dog food over Roman Reigns. He has destroyed Roman Reigns in a TLC match at TLC. And now the king is looking to take his throne tomorrow night when him and the big dog use kendo sticks, steel chairs, baseball bats, garbage can lids all over Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. See, this is why I stopped this is why I started watching AEW because they're pushing the wrong guys. There, he's horrible. He's horrible. Makes me change the channel every time he's on. It's awful. See, Jaywood, but the reason why you hate him so much is why they're pushing him. He legitimately gets heel heat. He legitimately gets booed. So what do they do smartly with Corbin? They put him on more of your television screen because you boo, because you want to tune in to see somebody kick his ass. And as much as people have booed Roman Reigns over the last five years, obviously the stuff with leukemia has kind of changed that a little bit. Now they're trying to get Roman Reigns back on the side of the WWE Universe. So what do they do? They put him in a feud with the most hated guy in the company right now. It's called marketing. It's smart business. And I think these two have a chance to steal the show tomorrow night. Uh, I agree with you. I I agree with you, but do you, do you by any chance listen to Talk is Jericho? I do not. I prefer to listen to After the Bell with Corey Graves. Yeah, but uh, someone told me to listen to this, so I did, and it was it was it shows how messed up WWE is, and it's coming from perspective of Dean Ambrose aka John Moxley he he was told that when he was like he told us that when he was younger he loved cutting promos and then you go to WWE and it's just ruined and he loved wrestling and they ruined it they're ruining people's dreams they're not it's awful it's an awful product and that's why I went to AEW Jalen, we are going to debate AEW and NXT versus Raw and SmackDown order later in the show because I have a bunch of thoughts on that. Me and you are going to argue till the cows come home about it. But let's let's just roll through this here again. You said you agree with me that Roman Reigns and King Corbin steal the show. 
I have a prediction for the men's Royal Rumble match that I'm not going to get into yet, but I believe in order for that to happen, I think Roman Reigns goes over here in a very fun match. Yeah. I do agree. I do agree with that because like I feel like something crazy is going to happen. I feel like there's going to be a really couple really good spots. No one agrees with me, though. Everyone's like, oh, this match is going to be a wash. Like, like people I talk to, like, at school and, like, friends, they say, oh, it, it's just filler for the card. Well, no, because it's – there's there's chemistry there. These guys have, have wrestled before, and I think they can create magic in the ring. And some good stuff is going to happen. Yeah, this match right here is what you call filler. If you cannot see what's on the screen, it is Shorty G, a.k.a. Chad Gable, going one-on-one with Sheamus. This is what you call a filler match. This exactly. is a match where, as I as I said um, or, earlier to somebody, I think Sheamus should win this match in 18 seconds, a la WrestleMania 28. Yeah. Gets in the ring, gets broke, kicked, boom. We move on to more important things. Uh, I think the reason why this match is on the card is because it's going to be Sheamus' first match since he returned from a nine-month layoff, and I think they wanted him on the card and not in a Royal Rumble way. That's the only reason why I think this match is on the card, even though I think they should have did it either last night on SmackDown or they should have done it the next week on SmackDown. Yeah, I agree with you, but, uh, like, I don't know. Like... Why is Chad Gable still here? Like, we don't know. We don't need him. Uh, and, You know, let me say this about Gable. He's a very good wrestler, uh, and he's very good in tag teams. But yeah. I, I I, think they're, they're trying to do something different because they don't want guys going to AEW that are obviously talented. I think what actually ruined Chad Gable was the fact that Jason Jordan got hurt. And they did the whole storyline with Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle's illegitimate son a couple years ago. Because if you remember, American Alpha was a really good tag team on SmackDown. They held the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. They were entertaining. Uh, And I I like Gable. I think Gable has a lot of talent. I think this gimmick, you know, works for Gable. The problem is, and it's kind of the way the SmackDown roster is constructed, and I really like the SmackDown roster, but the problem with the SmackDown roster is there's not a lot of mid-cards. Nakamura has been a terrible Intercontinental Champion, in my opinion, and they need to get that championship belt off him as quick as possible. You just crap on Nakamura consistently, don't you? I have never liked Nakamura. You know that. I have never been a fan of Nakamura Ever, ever, ever in my life, I no. said when he faced AJ Styles at WrestleMania 34 for the WWE Championship, I said it was going to be a terrible match, and it was. And I said there few was no, going to be terrible, was and it was terrible. Yes, it was. Everything about Nakamura is terrible. Everything about him, whether he's a face, oh, he's a heel. No, then you. Oh, he can't go promos because he can't speak English. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. <laughs> No, listen to me. He was great. If you ever watched him in NXT and New Japan and other places. I don't care about that. WWE is the big league. Like I said, we are going to get into this discussion AW more later. Better. 
we're, we're going to get in the discussion later about AEW versus, versus WWE because we're already starting it, and I don't want to have this podcast go off track. But the point is, is Nakamura to me is not a good wrestler, and Shorty G doesn't have a place to go. So now he has to wrestle Sheamus. He has talent, but we'll see what they can do. Maybe, maybe they do have a long match. Maybe they make the magic. Maybe they entertain us, but I doubt it. I, I do too. But uh, I, I saw something on uh... – I was on social media the other day, and I saw some something that was a little crazy to me. And it was like TNA is actually, like, good. Someone said TNA is actually, like, putting on solid shows. And I, I don't know how they're still in business. Can, like, how... Like, they have no one left. <laughs> Again, and, and I made a video yesterday about this. Um, I believe that there is too much wrestling in today's world. True. When you, when you look at everything that WWE offers when it comes to Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, NXT UK, uh, main event, whatever other shows they have. You, you know, you have two shows with with AEW when it comes to Dynamite and then Dark. You have New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Impact Wrestling is still a thing. Ring of Honor. IWPG. You have all of these wrestling promotions. And I believe it's just way too much wrestling. And I think the more wrestling you watch, it's almost like football. You know, it's a, it's a good thing football is only on, you know, for mostly one day a week, Sunday. So, obviously, we have a Thursday night game and a Monday night game. For the most part, football is on Sundays. Why? Because if you watch it every day, it gets boring. It's like basketball and baseball. It's why those sports aren't popular really as much as the NFL because they're on so much. I truly believe the more wrestling you watch at some point, no matter how good the storylines are, you get burned out. That's what made Raw, SmackDown, and TNA so good back in the day was, you know, Raw was on Monday and they had their stars. But then you got a little bit of a break with a different – um, wrestling promotion and TNA on Thursdays, and then you still had your SmackDowns on Fridays, which of course didn't really involve the brand split. But nowadays, you have Raw, you have you know WWE backstage on Tuesdays, then Wednesday, you, you have two wrestling shows on at the same time, then Thursdays, you know, aren't really a spot for wrestling, which is why I wonder if, if AEW or NXT should move to Thursdays. So that we don't have this Wednesday Night Wars, then we don't have all this. And then Friday, you have SmackDown. It's it's so much programming, Jalen. I, I get burned out. And I really, you know, I watched NXT and I watched AEW for, you know, three, four months each. I watched them both. But at the start of this year, I was like, you know what? I am way too burnt out. I cannot watch this much wrestling. That's how I got with WWE. Like, it, to me, like I was watching, I was watching WWE, and then like I was like slowly burning out in like 2018. I was, I was like, oh, I gotta watch Raw again. Oh, are you kidding me? Like, I know what's gonna happen. Like, I want something new. So. Like, I started looking at other companies, and I went back to TNA, and I started watching that for a little bit, and then I got burned out of that. And then, out of nowhere, this wrestling company comes out that 
sounds pretty good. You got the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Jericho, Moxley. This this could actually be good, and that's where I'm at right now. I'm back to my WWE on uh, Mondays and my NXT and AEW on Wednesdays and my uh, SmackDown on Fridays. It's, but it's a lot. I do agree with you. It's, it's a lot. Like there, the, someone needs to go out of business. And if anyone's going out of business, it's gonna be TNA. Like seriously, but I think we need to like cut back on the wrestling. Like honestly. So. I will tell you, Jalen, and as I just mentioned before, uh, for the first three months of the Wednesday Night War, I watched AEW and NXT back and forth religiously. Over the last month, I have stopped watching AEW and NXT Cold Turkey. And I will tell you that watching Raw and SmackDown without watching AEW and NXT, it has made it refreshing it has made me enjoy both shows more, not only because I believe both shows have gotten better because of Paul Amon on Raw and Bruce Pritchard on SmackDown running things, but I just I I just believe that you're you're you could be a fan of AEW NXT Raw and SmackDown, but at some point Raw and SmackDown are different than AEW and NXT. And my biggest problem with both AEW and NXT, and this is more of an AEW thing, is. They have a huge roster, and I mean huge. But some weeks, you'll turn on somebody, and you won't know who they are, and then they won't come back for a month because their roster is so huge. So I struggle with their storytelling, and I also struggle with the fact that I believe that when I watch AEW and NXT, it is all specifically AEW. I don't think AEW does a good job with character development. I think AEW cares mostly about the flips and the spots and the dives and all that. And after a while, it's like, okay, I'm sick of this. And the four guys you're pushing, I know. Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, uh, John Moxley, and then the one guy maybe you don't know is is MJF. So I just feel like that that AEW always says that, oh, they're not WWE. They're, they're not TNA. They're not trying to rip off WWE. And I, I just... I, I don't know, man. I, I really just – I don't see how I, – I think that AEW is good for, for WWE, believe it or not. I think it's caused the morale in WWE to get better. I think it's caused people to get paid better. I think it's caused WWE to step up their game. But I don't see AEW anymore as legit quote-unquote competition to WWE. I see it now as more of a, hey, this is an alternative to WWE. If you like WWE, fine. But if you like what we do, fine. Some people may not like what we do. Some people may love what we do. But at the end of the day, can we stop caring about ratings? Can we stop caring about which show is better? Can we just all enjoy wrestling together? That's what made WWE what it is. Back in the day, that's what it made. That's why WWE is here. If they didn't care about ratings, we'd be watching WCW Monday Nitro right now. But, Jalen, the difference is back in the day, you didn't have your streaming services. You didn't have YouTube. You didn't have Hulu. You didn't have Netflix. You didn't have all these alternatives. Nowadays, who even knows what a view is? 
Are views just TV ratings, or do they include the people that watch live on Hulu, or they watch live on the app? There are different ways to watch nowadays. So your numbers, like you, you can see numbers, and generally you want them to be at a steady pace. You don't want them to decline, or um, you, you know, yeah, you don't want them to decline. So in general. I understand that you needed some kind of byline of ratings. But when we're like, oh, AEW has this many views, and NXT only has this many views, and AEW is good, and FNXT, and NXT is great, and FAEW, can we just all just find some wrestling and just enjoy? Do we all have to fight over everything now? Is that this world today, Jalen? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, that that's my point. Is like, I think Raw and SmackDown are actually good. A lot of people disagree with me, and that's okay. I, I am different from the norm. I don't like the AEW and NXT style. I like the Raw and SmackDown style. I, I don't really like that you have this big roster, and you know maybe some people come out for two times a month, and, and you focus a lot on the wrestling. I get it. And AEW and NXT can't put together awesome shows. The Tyrone Survivor Series, I thought NXT was the A show. But I, I just think both shows lack character development. And I also think my knock on AEW is this. The commentary on AEW to me is unbearable. I can't stand JR. And you I can't hate stand JR. JR. JR is the greatest commentator of all time. He literally sounds drunk when he's doing an, an AEW show. He doesn't sound like he knows anything. Anything of what's going on with the show. And Excalibur calls the matches like it's on the radio. He never shuts up. Like, he's yeah. a good announcer. I, I like Excalibur. He's a good storyteller. But the way he tells the matches, he's like, oh, back for this, 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 and this. It's like, you don't need to tell me everything that happens. I'm watching the damn match. Wow. It sounds like Michael Cole all over again. Michael See, but, does but Michael thing. doesn't do that. And actually, if you've been watching SmackDown, like I know you said you've done, I think Cole and Graves together have done a really good job at storytelling. I and hate I think, Michael Cole. I, I I hate I hate Michael Cole so much. Cole, Cole is underrated. Cole might be the most underrated commentator in wrestling. <laughs> He's wow. really good. When when Vince is not in his ear and Cole can just call a match, he's really, really, really good. Yeah, but we all know Vince is going to die in that chair, so that's never going to happen. Actually, that's not true because Vince hasn't been in the backstage taping for a month. Well, Vince is more focused on the XFL now. Oh, yeah, that's coming back. That's right. What What, what a wonderful way to make more money. The XFL is gonna work, okay? No, it's not. The it XFL is gonna work. It, well, listen, it didn't work in the '90s, and it's not working now. Yeah, because they promoted it like it's a WWE show. Now it's being promoted like an actual football week. No, it's not gonna yes. work. Yes, Jalen, I told people from day one the AAF was gonna fail after I saw it one time. I am all in on the XFL. The XFL is going to work. When does I, that premiere, by the way? When does that start? It is the week after the Super Bowl. The week after. All right. So I'll give you. I'll give you three episodes. I will give you three, and that's episodes. That's they're not even episodes. They're weeks because there's games. There's eight teams. Okay. I'll give you three weeks, and it's gone. You want to bet on that? 
What do you want to bet on it? Whatever you want, my man. No money, but uh, Loser has to do something. All right. All right, Loser has to make a video say that they were wrong. All right, and you got to praise the other person. Okay. Deal. Okay, that's, a, that's about I'll get three weeks and it's gone. So in three weeks, if the XFL is not filed for bankruptcy, I win. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. All <laughs> right, we got a little bit off track. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, to the – let's see. Let's do the SmackDown Women's Championship match between the champion Bailey and Lacey Evans, the classy, wonderful, sassy Southern Belle. I do expect Bailey to retain in this match, but again, I think this is gonna be a fun match. I think they've had a good feud, and I just I can't wait to see what kind of match these two ladies put on. I love Heel Bailey. I there is like no like other women's wrestler that I love more than Heel Bailey right now. Like I love her as a heel. It's great. Bailey is a terrible. Like, I can't wait to see that championship off her. She's not that good of a wrestler. She just, she she doesn't speak to me. No NXT guy speaks to you. No one. Alexa Bliss does. Kevin Owens does. Seth uh, Rollins well, does. Alexa Bliss is hot, okay? That doesn't count. She's hot. What does that have to do? Okay, Bailey is extremely ugly. <laughs> that's her that's her sex appeal. That's not like I judge women in wrestling based off sex appeal, okay? <laughs> yeah. Is that exactly. a thing? Is yeah. that a bad thing? <laughs> you judge Alexa Bliss off sex appeal. And Alexa Peel is a Alexa Bliss, excuse me, is a great wrestler and I'm going to be rooting for her to win the Women's Royal Rumble match, but I'm not going to give who I'm going to predict yet because that would be a spoiler. I know who's winning the men's match. We'll talk about that in about five minutes. All right, prediction here. Bailey Lacey Evans. Do you think Bailey retains? I know. Wow, you think Lacey's walking away champion? Yeah. Okay. See, my reasoning behind it is I think Sasha Banks eventually turns on her and we get Banks and Bailey for the championship at WrestleMania. No, I think – I think, but that's, that's why Lacey's going to walk out champion because Sasha's going to stab Bailey in the back and Lacey's going to win and turn heel again. That's wow. I I don't know. I just have a feeling because I don't see. I don't see like Bailey holding that title for much longer. But I do love her as a heel. Like she's great. Like that's what she's meant to be. But like I don't know. I don't see it much longer. All right, that's fair. Uh, I I want to move on to the other women's championship match. The one with a great, great build, the Raw Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch defending against Asuka. Of course, last year, Asuka defended the SmackDown Women's Championship against Becky Lynch uh, and ended up retaining. Becky Lynch has not lost a one-on-one match for a championship since. Becky Lynch is trying to avenge her loss to Asuka. Now, I know on WWE Backstage recently, 
Christian, CM Punk, and Paige, they all said that Asuka needs to win this match because Becky Lynch needs something to chase for. I completely disagree. I think that Asuka is actually good. I like Asuka, believe it or not, if you could believe that. Um, I don't think Asuka needs a championship yet because I don't think she needs a championship while she's holding the tag titles. I do think Becky Lynch needs the Raw Women's Championship because I have a match planned for her at WrestleMania that I'm going to get to during the Women's Royal Rumble segment. And Becky needs the championship to have this match happen. I think that I think the guys on backstage are right. I think there's gonna be this big build like the build up is great. She she hasn't lost, she hasn't lost. And then Oscar's gonna beat her. And then there's still gonna be that 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 like she hasn't beat her yet. And then they're going to Mania, and then Becky's finally gonna beat her, and that's how, and that's how it ends. I completely disagree, and I'm gonna tell you why right now as we head to the women's Royal Rumble match. Jalen, my prediction for the women's Royal Rumble match. Are you ready? Yes. I am predicting the winner of the Royal Rumble. Enters this match at number 30. Oh, God. Do I, what is it? Uh, Her name is Rowdy. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. I, I, think, that, I, I think, can see that. I think Ronda Rousey returns, wins the Royal Rumble, and sets up a match with the man... One-on-one, no triple threat this year. One-on-one for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Because don't forget, Ronda Rousey got pinned last year by Becky Lynch. She got screwed last year. Ronda Rousey has only been beaten by one person, Becky Lynch. Now she wants revenge. And she's out to try to end Becky Lynch's year-long run as the man. That is what you call storytelling. Becky Lynch would get over every obstacle, including Asuka. But there was one person that she thought she got away from. She couldn't get away from that person. Because that person's back. And Ronda Rousey would be able to prove that if it wasn't a triple threat, she would beat the living hell out of Becky Lynch. And there is your marquee WrestleMania headline seller. I don't think it's going to be the main event, and I'll explain why. But I think that is the plan, is for Becky Lynch to defend the Raw Women's Championship against Ronda freaking Rousey. I got a question for you. Do you think anyone else is going to return during this Women's Royal Rumble match? As far as current superstars, I believe Naomi and Nia Jax are pretty much locks. I also think Ruby Riot is almost a lock. Any, uh, like, uh, old-timers or part-timers? Is- you know, maybe Beth Phoenix, maybe Tori Wilson. Maybe some of those girls, but like there's only been five or six superstars announced for the women's Royal Rumble, not like the men's. So yeah. 
there's a lot of people that I think could be in this match. Uh, so I'm not going to speculate, but I think those three, again, Ruby Riot, Nia Jax, Naomi are locks. And Rousey, I don't, I actually don't know about Rousey. I haven't heard anything in the rumor row about her. This is just pure fantasy booking speculation on my part. See, I heard, like, I heard someone said AJ Lee, but there's no way. Hey, Punk's kind of back in the company now. I will, I, if AJ comes back, I'd be like, my dream because before she was when she had that crazy gimmick do you remember that when she was like in this love triangle with Kane yeah. and Daniel Bryan and Punk yep. do you remember that yep that I I told I told everyone she's gonna be the Divas champion I told everyone that no one believed me because Everyone thought, oh, they're going to keep pushing her as, like, some crazy nut job of a whatever that was. But I, I I was right. She's one of the greatest women's wrestlers I've ever had the privilege of watching. And I, I, can see, I can't see it, but, I, like... What if she comes back and wins? The man versus AJ Lee, I think, would be spectacular. Because I do think the winner of this match challenged the Raw Women's Champion unless the winner of the match is Sasha Banks. Yeah. Like, like that's what I'm saying. I don't see how Bailey lives to Lacey because I think the story of the women's match is on Raw. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm going to go a little off track here. Um. This coming up Wednesday, following the Rumble, I'm actually going to the AEW show. You are? Okay. They're, they're coming here, and uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited, actually, because uh, they already announced that Jericho's going to Jer- – well, Jericho's going to be there, I hope. There's like an impromptu like uh, match maybe, and have you seen Pack or Neville or whatever his name is now? I have seen Pack. They they are using him better than WWE ever did, and I I could I could possibly see him being a big a big star here. I. I think he, it, it works here. There's a lot of guys who can wrestle, but in WWE, there's not a lot of guys. There's guys who are stiff in the ring, and there's guys who can't wrestle, and Neville's just – and then there's big, oily, sweaty men that Vince McMahon just loves and pushes the wrong people. Like I've told you for years, they shoved Roman down our throat. They shoved – Roman Reigns so far down our throats that he couldn't even walk out without getting booed out of the building. And they're they're using – let me tell you this, Brandon. AEW is doing something that WCW couldn't do, and that is – well, 
I guess they kind of did with the NWO, but they are using WWE's jobber talent or squash talent to their full potential, and that's something unheard of. Again, it's just your personal preference. I want to know how we got from the Women's Royal Rumble match just randomly talking about Pac. Okay, I told you I was going to get off track. (laughs) All right. Can can we switch to, before we get to the Men's Royal Rumble, because I do think that's going to be the main event, I want to talk about this match right here. All right. The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan in a strap match. For the Universal Championship. Now, Jalen, you cannot deny WWE, if there is one thing they have got the fiend. absolutely a thousand percent right, it's the fiend. Yes, that was perfect. But the, what was it, the Hell in the Cell ending was bullcrap. Again, this is where I, I argue on the finish for the Hell in a Cell match is the referee thought he was dead. That is my argument. I understand it's not... I understand the optics of it. But I I, I do understand it. But my argument is, hey, the referee thought he was dead. Even if he is a monster, you want to make sure the guy's still alive. So you call for the bell. I mean, that would kill a normal human being. He didn't kill him. There's no DQ. Do not call for the bell. Give us what we want. Again, if you think the guy is dead, it doesn't matter if it's ODQ or not. You ring the bell. Then you pin him and then ring the bell. No, that's... <laughs> but, I mean, you, you can't pin the Fiend. The Fiend is unbeatable. Of course, last night on SmackDown, I thought the segment with the contract signing was great. I didn't know how it was going to go. But him with, with the word of the day, mistake, and all the yowie wowies, and just the, the signing of the contract with his own blood, and people chanting, you've got issues. I mean, come on, Jalen, you've got to admit, this this match, like I, I heard him on Corey Graves' podcast the, the other day, da- Daniel Bryan is so good at promos, he's making us believe he has a chance to beat the feet. I think he will. I'm going to go on record right wow. now. No, 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 no. That is the boldest take of 2020 so far. You think Daniel Bryan is going to defeat the Fiend? Yes. I'm going to go on record right now and say that. Holy wow. I think besides the men's Royal Rumble, this might be the match of the night. I cannot tell you how much I can't wait for the Fiend to be strapped to Daniel Bryan. The only issue I have with this match, Jalen, is I wish it was the type of strap match where they had to touch all four corners and not the pinball or submission. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, where you had to go all around the ring and, like, tap each corner with your hand or whatever. Yeah, because my issue with the pinner submission is if we if Wyatt were, were to retain and touch all four corners, it still protects Brian. Like, he didn't get pinned again by the Fiend. I told you, he's going to win. Daniel Bryan is going to be Universal Champion at the yeah. end of Sunday. Yes. Yowie yes. wowie. Yes. Yes. Now, yes. now, I love Daniel Bryan. This rips my heart out because, you know, Daniel Bryan's my second favorite wrestler of all time. Behind Edge, right? 
Yes, sir. And I absolutely love, 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 love Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, whatever character he comes out in. This tears my heart out because I, I think they're both magical and I just want to see magic. And you know what I love so much about this gimmick, J1? It's the fact that the Fiend never forgets and they're playing packages from 2013 when Daniel Bryan joined the Wyatt family. Yeah, that is – I like that kind of storytelling because it's kind of like a movie. It's like a flashback or like a book. It's like – it's it's magic. It's it's great, and I'm so excited to see, like, what – maybe, maybe like, maybe he'll come out as Bray Wyatt for this match. No, he's coming out for The Fiend. I did see somebody pitch this, and I thought this was genius. If they do this, I will laugh my ass off. <laughs> what? If The Fiend beats Brian, but then Bray Wyatt, the, the character guy, enters the Royal Rumble. Oh, that is really good. That is really, really good. And then he wins. How would they do that? That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't that be awesome? We'd be like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's, it's like Bray wins. It's like Bray wins, faces Lesnar, beats him. And then we have Bray Wyatt as the champion on one brand and the Fiend as the champion on another. You could. That would be insane. That, that would, That's booking right there. I mean, that's fantasy booking. That that would be literally the that'd be like Mick Foley, but like double champions. That I mean, be, he is using the mandible claw. Holy, that would be insane. I just yeah, start, we should start hashtagging on Twitter. <laughs> all right. So speaking of the men's Royal Rumble, we all know one of my favorite superstars. In the history of WWE, my client, the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal champion, heavyweight champion, Barack Lesnar, is entering the Royal Rumble match first. And he will victimize and conquer every single superstar potentially in this match. However, Jaywin, this is, you know, I had a good conversation with, with one of my buddies the other day. He is bothered by the fact that there are, are already 27 superstars announced for this Rumble because he thinks it takes away the surprises, which I agree with him. But I, I, I also want to bring this point up to you is I think the Royal Rumble needs to be expanded. To what? 40 or 50 men. 40, you remember they did that in Del Rio? <laughs> yeah, they, they did that. But I think now you can legitimately make a case because there's so many main roster talent. I mean, they already announced 27 people. You could throw in 10 more people and nobody would care because there's so much talent now on the main roster. I mean, there is no room for NXT to, to be in this rumble. There is no room. But there is room. For the rated R superstar edge. Yes, 
The GOAT! Jay, what I am telling you right now, if he comes out, I might have a massive spasm attack. I, I, I'll, if that, if that, you think you know me comes on, I, I swear to God. You think you know me? Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, what it, or, or, CM Punk, CM Punk. If or, that happens. Or, do, do, oh, no. Do. Afternoon, your time is up. My time is now. No, that's not happening. So I would like to see all three of those possibilities, but I also would like to see guys like Keith Lee and Adam Cole in the Rumble, and a lot of these guys aren't going to be in this Rumble. Adam Cole, baby. baby. I'm also going to an NXT live show in uh, March. It's going to be. I I went to one over. Uh, the the winner, and uh, you're not gonna believe this. You, the, I saw a kid, and he he was like, he was like, I love Adam Cole, but I but I don't watch NXT. He's just like you. You never watched NXT ever. And it did the last three months. Yeah, yeah. I guys. You have no idea how hard I have tried to get him to go on the network and watch NXT. You have no clue. And it's still not happening because again, I don't, I don't like the NXT style. I like Adam Cole. I like Keith Lee. Just call him up to the main roster. I'll never have to watch NXT again. Adam Cole, baby. Damn but then right. you would have to call out Roger. You you would have to call out Roderick Strong and. No, you wouldn't. You could break up the Undisputed Era. No, do not do that. I mean, Roger Strong already lost his North American Championship to Keith Lee. I don't like Keith Lee. I'm going on record and saying that. You don't like Keith. I think Keith Lee is a star. I think when he gets to the main roster, Vince is pushing him to the moon. Vince never pushed NXT talent to the moon. Now, uh, Kevin Owens, he did. Seth Rollins, people listen, are forgetting. Tra- listen, listen, this is what happened. Well, uh, Vince, uh, it's the game, uh, and uh, we got some NXT talent, uh, and we're going to push him to the moon. And then Vince goes, no, we're not. We're sticking with Reigns. I mean, probably- Rollins from NXT. Pretty much all the women that are pushed now are from NXT. There's like no the woman that That's probably all Triple H. All of this. Kevin Owens is probably all Triple H. See, but now Vince isn't really in charge anymore. It's more Paul Amon and Bruce Pritchard. I don't know. Vin- Vince literally. Vince ruins. He ruined Finn Balor. He ruined that. That could I be don't great. Like Finn Balor. Even in NXT, I never liked Finn Balor. You didn't watch NXT. I'm watching it now. I still don't like Finn Bauer. You you will. No, I won't. And I don't like Matt Riddle either. Well, guess what? If Vince don't like you, there's always room in AEW. That's fair enough. All right. Let's get to our men's Royal Rumble prediction. Now, Jalen, I told you how earlier the Fiend never forgets, right? Yeah. The Fiend is at history. 
with the following three men who I think are the three favorites to win the Royal Rumble in no particular order. CM Punk, John Cena, and my favorite and my pick to win the 2020 Royal Rumble, the big dog, Roman Reigns. Do you think he's winning the Royal Rumble? I think I this think is the time for Roman to win the Rumble. And I think he'll get cheered. I really do. I don't. Because cause, cause that's what I thought last time. I was at the Rumble in Pittsburgh, and I thought Roman was er, – Roman got cheered then, and Batista got booed. And everyone thought, oh, Batista was going to get cheered, right? Well, then Roman got cheered. And then next year, Roman got booed. So I don't see Roman getting cheered here. Roman always gets booed when he comes to Roman. The, the difference is, though, is Roman's now coming back from leukemia, and Roman has not been pushed down our throats. I don't see him getting cheered still. Jalen, did you know since Roman Reigns gave up uh, his Universal Championship back in October of 2018, he has had one championship match. And there was an Intercontinental Championship match on SmackDown. Really? That's crazy. He has not had a Universal or WWE Championship match. I I think CM Punk's winning. Okay. Do you think he challenges Lesnar or The Fiend? I think Lesnar, because if you remember it, at SummerSlam, uh, like a long, long time ago, back in like 2013, I, Punk and Lesnar. I remember at SummerSlam 2013, it, it was one of the best matches Punk has ever had. Yeah, the Money in the Bank ma- match with Cena will still always be my favorite. But yeah, it was pretty good, and I think they're gonna remake history. But, I could see that, but I think the Royal Rumble was used to set up Lesnar's opponent, and I don't think it necessarily has to be the winner of the match. I think it just has to be the person that throws Lesnar over the top rope. And I know you're going to hate me saying this, because it's going to be a rematch from early, from way last year. But I think Brock Lesnar will defend the WWE Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania against the man who throws him over the top rope. That man, to me, Jalen, is Kane Velasquez. Oh, oh, no. Knowing WWE, they'll probably do that. I mean, I think it makes sense from marketing perspective. Again, I'm thinking about this marketing perspective this year for WrestleMania. If your top three matches are Lesnar, Kane Velasquez, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Roman Reigns, The Fiend, the way I have them. That is a hell of a top three card. Was I, I didn't watch the Velasquez versus – I didn't watch pay-per-view because I was in class. But was it good? Uh, they basically did like a five-minute UFC fight, and Lesnar tapped out Velasquez with a Kimura lock. Oh, so so you bury you bury. I'm 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 gonna go on a rant here if that if that's okay with you. Go ahead. 
So you bury Kofi Kingston on the debut on Fox. You bury him. You don't even give him a chance. It's for five seconds. And then you bring out some old, old, broken down UFC MMA fighter or whatever that whatever he is. And yeah, you schedule him for your next for your next show. So that's the big match. But yet you throw Kofi back in the shuffle, and then and then you you have Lesnar be your champion. Again, this is why people are switching products because your comp this company is falling apart piece by piece because of matches like this that don't mean anything. Where Kofi Kingston made made everyone happy as champion. Everyone, no one hated he was, him. He no was a good story, him. but as a champion, he was terrible. To you. His matches with Joe sucked. His matches with Kevin Owens sucked. His matches with Dolph Ziggler sucked because it should have been me. That was the deal. And Kofi got squashed by Lesnar so he can move into the tag team division with Big E where he belongs. Kofi's a good story. And if they and if they want to make Kofi win the Rumble and have him face Lesnar again, that would be a good booking strategy. But I'm sorry, it's not happening. Kane Velasquez, Lesnar 2 in a WWE ring, I signed me up. Velasquez is an old, rundown nobody. My prediction is Kane Velasquez walks out of WrestleMania 36 in Tampa as your new WWE champion. No way. I'm not yes. saying it's going to be Kofi, but there's there's no way. If, if listen, mark my words. Mark, if that happened, I am canceling my WWE network, and I am never watching buying, listening to WWE programming or buying WWE merch. You have my word on that. Wow. Okay, so if you think Lesnar's facing Punk, who do you have the Fiend going up against? That see that 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 that's where I'm 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 kind of kind of like maybe maybe Roman maybe and not for the title. No. It's just no. They're they're gonna. Here's what's gonna happen. Over after the rumble for the next few months, Wyatt or like the Fiend or whatever, and they're gonna they're gonna feud. And do you remember when they had that first feud where Roman? It was like Roman got all these like weird pictures and stuff of Roman with drawings on him, and and he did that like commercial with his daughter. And yeah. do you remember that? Yeah. I think it's going to be a repeat of that. And then it's going to get in Roman's head and they're going to have a big, it's going to all culminate. And then the lights are going to go out and Bray Wyatt's going to appear, give him sister Abigail and it's over. And then, and then the fiend, the fiend wins. I don't know how you do that, but you do. So, my other possibility for The Fiend could be Braun Strowman. They haven't really pushed Strowman that much, but he has history with Bray. I don't like Strowman at all. You don't like Strowman. That is a hot take. Uh, He's the one guy that I would argue they ruined when they had him not, not win the money in the bank against Lesnar at SummerSlam 2018. 
I was all in on that. I thought it was Strowman's time. When they didn't do that, that buried him. That, that's what I'm saying. It, okay, let me change my wording. I don't like him. I don't like how they book him. Yeah, they, they, they book him weirdly. They had him face Lesnar so many times. and I, I mean, that, that one time when they had Lesnar versus Roman at SummerSlam 2018, that was the night I legitimately thought Strowman was going to win the championship. I actually thought Lesnar was going to beat Reigns Reigns was going to spear him or something, and then Strowman was going to cash in, and that was Strowman's time. That was when Braun was really hot. Since then, what has Braun done? Thrown a couple of Saturday Night Live people over the top rope and did a bunch of funny comedy skits with Elias and Battle Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. That's, that's the sad truth to WWE. Braun, you're always welcome on our side. <laughs> But Braun just signed a new five-year contract. By the way, he ain't leaving. He loves WWE. And I think they can do something with Braun. Maybe it's the Braun and the Fiend at SummerSlam. Like, this is why I think the Fiend is not losing anytime soon. You have so many possibilities with the Fiend. The Fiend's whole gimmick is he never forgets, and he's facing old foes who he lost to in the past. So you have guys like Cena, Punk. Daniel Bryan, Finn Bauer, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, heck, even The Undertaker, Kane, all these guys, The Rock, that Bray Wyatt has come in contact with at some I point. I don't think Bray, Bray Wyatt lost The Rock. He, Bray Wyatt didn't fight in that match, right? Wasn't No, him? but he interrupted him. Oh, okay, so you're saying everyone who's caused him, like, trouble. Or like everybody who he's come in contact with. The See, scene. if that's the case, if that's the case, then he's. I don't know. I don't know how to put this. The, he should have a casket match with Undertaker. And, and, Undertaker should say, he's gonna he he's gonna burn the fiend, and then. When Undertaker throws him in there, he puts lighter fluid on the casket and burns the feet, and then Bray Wyatt comes back to normal. I'll give you something better. They haven't done this match in about 14 years. Buried Alive match. That, or there's an alternative to that. What? It's called an Inferno match. They did that in, like, 2013 with Kane. Do you remember that? No, that was a Ring of Fire match. That was different. It's the same thing. No, it was a little different. The Inferno, well, you didn't throw him over to win. Right, that's the Inferno match. Yeah. Do you remember, like, back in the, like, I don't know if you've ever seen this match. It was, like, Undertaker and Kane, and Kane, like, burned his hand with with the yeah. on it. Yeah. That that's when like that's when I said like dad I'm I told my dad like I'm really into wrestling. Is there any old clips you can show me? And that's when I really like fell in love with it because I knew all those old guys like Taker and Kane and I love those match types. I want to see you know what match that would really work for for the Fiend? What? I feel like 
a three stage to hell match, maybe. Yeah, but what would the stages be? Would they be like an inferno match, a buried alive match, or something else? Because that would work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like buried alive match, inferno, and then maybe crazy enough an ambulance match. Maybe. See, see, but I don't know how you do that in the three stages. The inferno would have to be first. Yeah. And then the ambulance, and then you. But see, Bray would have to get burned first in the Inferno match. Then yeah. he then he would have to win the ambulance match, and then somebody would come out of the ambulance, and that's how they start the Buried Alive match. I could see that. That'd be – I love Buried Alive matches. They might – actually, a first blood match would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know you didn't know this because we haven't talked in a while, but – Back when they did Wyatt versus Rollins in the Falls Count Anywhere match at Crown Jewel, I was pitching for that match to be a buried alive match because I thought that would be the perfect time to turn Seth heel was when they buried him alive. Yeah, but WWE screws that up and but they that, that really the Falls Count Anywhere match was good. Anything with a fiend is good. I yeah. I, I want to ask you, um, you know, your thoughts on the red lighting. I don't know. I like it. I, I, do. I, do. I, I like it too. A lot of people complain about it, and I'm like, why? It's special for the feed. It should be the red lighting. I do like it, but I feel like I feel like whenever whenever like uh like whenever he wins, the, like that light should keep getting brighter and brighter and brighter to signify like he he's destroying all his old enemies. I like that. I feel like that would really, really work. And it would get him more heat because people would be like, why is this red light getting brighter and brighter? And it would keep people guessing on why it was getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And maybe it leads to a storyline. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Like that would be that that's good booking. Vince, if you're if you're anywhere or Triple H or Paul or Richard, if you're anywhere, take take my advice. So I might start watching your company again. Ladies and gentlemen, for the top three matches of WrestleMania, Jalen has the Fiend and Roman Reigns, but non-championship. He has Lesnar and Punk. And he has Becky Lynch versus Asuka again. Is 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 that what I got in? Yeah. Okay. I have Becky and Ronda. I have Roman and the Fiend for the Universe Championship. And I have uh, Wesner taking on Kane Velasquez. So let us know in the comments section whose card is better for your top three marquee matches at WrestleMania. They're going to say yours because I didn't put the belt on the Roman and the Fiend. But I feel like they can still make that work. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. I'm just so who would Daniel Bryan face? That, or or we can we can switch that and we can do Daniel Bryan and Punk. That would be really good. So wait, how is that gonna work? Oh, that's the thing. Like I know because I don't know how that would work. Daniel would have to beat Lesnar. Yeah, maybe, maybe, 
maybe like by like the heavens, maybe he rolls them up in a small package, one, two, three, and then Punk says, I'm fighting you, Daniel, and Mania, and they steal the show. The two guys that weren't supposed to main event WrestleMania 30. Yes. I I like it. I always think Daniel and Punk could do a non-title match, though, if you could get the booking somehow, where the Fiend and Reigns, to me, needs the championship. Uh, see, here's the thing, though. But Punk hates this company. <laughs> that is the thing. But he must not truly hate them if he came back and worked for them. I mean, he could have gone to He's not working for them. He's working for Fox. He is indirectly working with WWE. I don't want to hear any of that bullshit. If he's in the Royal Rumble, he's working for WWE. Okay, I'll give you that. If he's in the Rumble, he's working for WWE. But who said he's going to be in the Rumble? You did. But that's a long shot. It is, but we're booking Punk like he's going to be a mania, so he's working for WWE. He's gonna be okay. Okay, let if 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 he wins, if he's there, if he's there at the rumble, and that and those chords hit, he might get the loudest pop in WWE history. And you know who's gonna eliminate him? Who? King Corbin. Oh my god, that would be more heel heat. Because that's how you get heel heat. I don't see that happening, but I'll take your word for it. See, but that's what I'm talking about when it comes to Corbin. He can eliminate Edge because if I you want Punk to come out because you want Punk. I want Edge to come out because I love Edge to the day I die. Once you're an Edge head, you are always an Edge head. There will be nobody better than Edge. I'm telling you, if Edge Punk's were to better face, than Edge. If, if, if Edge was to face anybody ever, I don't care who it is, Daniel Bryan, The Fiend, John Cena, I would just want them to all die because I want Edge to kill what them if we, Wait, wait, What if we just had, like, Punk versus Edge? I don't think that would work. Why not? That'd be great. Because they've done it in the past, and Edge does need to face some dream matches with Rollins or Daniel Bryan, somebody like that. By the way, I love the Edge heads. Always have, always will. By the way, I predict, like, Punk to maybe work with, like, an Andrade or no, a young heel no, like I think, that. I, no. I don't like Andrade. But he's a good heel, like and and so I think Punk and Cena need to work with those guys, and Roman can just face the Fiend. Like I have booked this pay per view in my head for a couple of weeks, and I think my booking makes sense. I think some of your booking makes sense too. But I wouldn't be surprised if they merge some of our styles. I wouldn't be surprised if Oscar wins, but I, I feel like he's gonna win. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think she will. But I, I would it would it be cool to like have like the Edge heads and Edge have a triple threat match now. Wouldn't that be sweet? So, you, you have, or if Hawkins and Ryder just come down and eliminate Edge in the Rumble, and that's how you set that match up, I'm down with it. The, I, that was, that was great. All right. Well, I think we've kind of exasperated all of our ideas. I think we should go ahead and wrap this up, my man. This has been. 
the first ever bottom line podcast. Next week, we will return. We will be talking about the Super Bowl. Yes. Patrick Mahomes and that vaunted Chiefs offense versus the San Francisco 49ers. We will also next week do a little bit of Royal Rumble recap. And I want to get Jalen's thoughts on his team, the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to talk about my team, the Philadelphia Eagles. But uh, uh, before we go here, okay, do you remember when I said I don't need the Lions? Or you said I don't need the Lions? Yeah. Well, I'm starting to need them, dude. You Wait, you're going back to being a Lions fan? No, they're worse off than the Browns. Yeah, but look what the Browns accomplished with this team. <laughs> lordy, lordy, lord. All right, that's a tease for next week, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, leave a rate down below. You can find the Bottom Line Podcast on Anchor, on iTunes, on Spotify. You can find it anywhere you get your podcast. We will be back next week. We hope you enjoy because that's the bottom line because Brennan and Jalen said so. Jalen, do you have anything else to add? Uh I hate Tom Brady, and I'm glad he's out of the playoffs. Er, he's out eliminated. Great tease for next week as we break down the NFL, the Royal Rumble, and more. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.